It's all about discipline. Any, in any business or any, any challenge that you take on yourself uh, academically or even at the gym, you need to be disciplined. You cannot come and go. You need to be focused in what you do and get expert and get deep understanding in the market that you are acting. There is no uh, short road to, to that. You really have to, to focus. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an amazing, incredible guest lined up for you today. This man is a personal friend. I had the privilege, actually, of getting to know him back when I used to be in the fitness field. He was a client of mine. And since then, we've become good friends. He is one of the leading successes in the Canadian and Israeli real estate investment industry. He is a businessman. He is a philanthropist and an all-round amazing human being. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Gil Bluetrick. Welcome to the show, Gil. Thank you very much, Nikki. It's uh, such a, it's such an introduction. I just can disappoint from here on. But uh, thank you very much. Oh, it's my pleasure, my friend. My pleasure. So, Gil, the name of this podcast is the Thought Leader Revolution. The people who listen to this are all entrepreneurs. They're all people who, typically speaking, are possibly just a solopreneur or one or two man shop. And they are doing coaching, they're doing consulting. Some of them have companies. Some of them have companies in which they're trying to grow and take to the next level. But what they're all interested in is how to stand out, how to have credibility, how to win trust in the industry. You've managed to do that. It's a big part of why you're so successful. Tell us your story, my friend. Um, okay, so I uh, started my first business when I was uh, 16 uh, years old at uh, my my high school back uh, then in Israel. And in Israel, you have to go to the army. It's a mandatory for three years for between the age of 18 till uh, 21. Uh, once I finish uh, the army, I continue with my businesses, small businesses, and I went to learn uh, hotel and restaurant management in the basically only main college in Israel that uh, dealing with hospitality. Quite fast, I understood that if I want uh, really to prosper, I need to disengage from the idea to work for someone, but uh, to start to create uh, my own business. And the uh, opportunity came uh, to uh, check to become a real estate uh, broker. And basically, since the first moment that I, I got a table and a desk and uh, the first client came to me, I really like uh, this business. I become quite uh, successful. Uh, when I said successful, I came from a small town in Israel called uh, Ranana. 
And uh, if average deals of a, a salesperson in, a, in my hometown was, say, three uh, real estate deals uh, in uh, a month, I used to do six to eight. Fantastic. So, yeah, so the success lead, uh, I got few uh, offers to become a partner in existing uh, brokerage and not to be just a salesperson. I took the decision uh, not to become an owner, but I joined uh, a person uh, in his office again as a sales office, as a sales representative, but I felt that this guy will be able to bring me lots of experience and to lead me uh, to the next stage which means I did not jump immediately on the first opportunity to become an owner. I yes. took it step by step and connect to the people that I felt, that to the person that I felt that can grow me and assist me and bring from his experience and not just... Uh, I was looking for a mentor. After a short time, I became his partner. And after two years, we sold the brokerage and we opened a real estate development company back in Israel. And in 1993, I did my first uh, step outside of Israel. I, I took advantage of uh, the real estate, very soft real estate market in uh, New York City. And then after I saw that I can be successful, not just in my immediate uh, surrounding in Israel, I decided to do the big move and I left very comfortable life in uh, Israel. And I decided to move with my family to Canada, to Toronto. And as I landed in Toronto, I opened uh, my company that I'm still uh, developing and running with called Skyline uh, Investments. And my company today have a presence in 37 North American cities. We own over 3,300 uh, hotel rooms, different brands. Uh, we own a few well-known uh, Canadian resorts like uh, Deerhurst Resort like a horseshoe resort that actually I'm talking to you from that uh, resort. Fantastic. And, uh, Blue, and Blue Mountain. So overall, a uh, long way since uh, I came here. I came to Toronto in 1998. Uh, believe it or not, I cannot believe, but it's uh, 20 years by now. <laughs> Crazy. And uh, here we are, continue to expand the businesses of Skyline. Um, I have another company in Israel that called Mishorim, that doing uh, real estate investments in income-producing assets in uh, the Tel Aviv uh, surrounding, and uh, the same company uh, branch out to uh, the States, and we own uh, a few million of square feet, square feet of uh, commercial assets in the States. So basically today I'm uh, the chairman of two uh, public companies. That's fantastic. And... My understanding is that the, the value of the real estate that you own is in the several hundred million, if not the billion dollar mark. That's amazing in such a short time. How did you make uh, that happen? There is a, first you need to have the motivation. You need to have the inner power, the energy to wake up every morning, look at, uh, you know, stick to your vision focus on what you do and continue to do it day after day. I think that to build a, a, a substantial company and substantial and sustainable business, you need to be a marathon runner, not a, a short, a, you know, short-term runner. So it's a long journey. And although I'm uh, over 25 years in business, I feel today 
with the same motivation and energy as I started uh, 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. So you need to have this stamina and power and sustainable power and believe in what you do despite uh, invaluable uh, intersection and challenges uh, all along the way. That's important. You know, I, I, a lot of people don't get how important that is. They just dabble in things. And it, dabbling doesn't work. You need to make a decisive commitment towards something. And you've done that very powerfully, Gil. The other thing is you don't get distracted easily, Gil. And I think that's been a, a big secret of your success as well. Talk, talk a bit about that because I'm sure people approach you with opportunities all the time that aren't part of your core vision. How do you deal with that? Um, I'm a very uh, open and positive guy and uh, get excited very easy. So it was, uh, it took me some time to discipline myself, to focus in what I'm doing and not let lots of noises to come from all around and divert me from uh, the goal uh, of my company. And since I took my companies uh, public, one of them I took 10 years ago and the second one I took actually Skyline uh, four years ago. Uh, the market is not allowing me to look around because the analysts and the business uh, uh, leaders, they're looking for a, a, a person or for a company that focus and really become expert in what do they do. And uh, so even if I find the opportunity in real estate, say in a storage uh, complex, I will not touch it because it's not falling with the discipline that the company pre-decide uh, what we're doing. Wow, that's brilliant. You know, and I think someone who's listening to this needs to really focus in on that. In order to really become successful, you got to have that inner drive. you got to have the inner motivation. You've got to be focused. And Gil, you have external constraints, you said, because of the analysts and the stock market and so forth that won't allow you to stray too far from your core business. Otherwise, you'll be punished by the marketplace, right? 100%. How, how would you recommend to someone who their business is maybe if not just starting out younger than yours, they may not even have an aspiration to have their business be as big as yours, but they, they have an aspiration to get it to a certain size and a certain level. But they don't have that same external constraint imposed on them. What would you say to them they need to do to make sure that they stay focused and on track? It's all about discipline. Any, in any business or any, any challenge that you take on yourself uh, academically or even at the gym, you need to be disciplined. You cannot come and go. You need to be focused in what you do and get expert and get deep understanding in the market that you are acting. There is no way uh, short roads to, to that. You really have to, to focus. And Gil, you've also done a very good job of having a very clear, well-defined audience for your you know, products that you sell. You're very much involved in the hospitality end of the business with your Skyline Investments and with the other company. You're very much involved in uh, a different audience, which is commercial. Talk about how you arrived at this and, and how that's helped you grow the business quicker than you would have if you'd been more diversified, as it were. I think that the key for what you do, you need to have first a vision and what you want to bring to the world. What is your contribution? What is my contribution to make life better? And I decided when I landed in Canada 20 years ago to focus on 
the happiness or and well-being of my client. And I started with the resort and then uh, develop resort communities. And I'm even now I'm I'm working at uh, my resort at uh, Horseshoe, and now it's a marsh break. The resort is very busy, and I see the the kids and the parents, and I see the connection in the family, and I see the value of taking the kids out of the basement, out of their TVs, out of the Nintendo and and the iPad and the iPhone, and and do outdoor activities. So for me, it was a goal, and I stick to it. I really want to create memories for families make people, create a connection between uh, people and uh, through the outdoor activities and resort amenities that we're developing. And we never, even if we have a very successful year, we never sit back and said, okay, great, let's do the same next year. We all the time striving to uh, uh, improve our product and improve our outreach. So for example, at Horseshoe, we just last summer, we, uh, Horseshoe, it's a great four-season resort, but in order to really make it four-season resort, we need water because we don't have a lake at Horseshoe. So what we did, we create Horseshoe Lake. So a few acres of a fantastic lake, uh, and this summer, Nikki, you are very welcome to, to visit with uh, your family. You will see it's, uh, it's quite amazing. So we all the time striving to bring more activity, more to improve the product that we have. And even if we have a good year, we are not sitting back. We're all the time trying to develop and make it uh, our product and our offering to a client better. Yeah, and that's one of the things I, I love about you and your properties. You know I visit your properties all the time. I mean, part of it is I know you, but the other part of it is they're amazing properties. I've gone to the Cosmo Hotel downtown numerous times, even though I live in downtown Toronto myself. I live in the beach less than 10 minutes drive away from your hotel just to relax, you know, and, 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 and also to experience the uh, amazing ambience that the hotel provides. And the other day, uh, uh, it's really great. The other day I was there because there was this custom tailor from Hong Kong who was in town who does these beautiful suits, Brioni style, for a quarter of the price. So he, he was at the Cosmo. So I came up and I visited him uh, and, you know, he took my measurements and away we go. But that's brilliant. I want you to speak to someone listening to this who maybe isn't in your industry, but is trying to figure out how to focus on a particular audience, how to focus on giving them a message of how they can make their life better that's going to have them say, yeah, I want this. So how would you advise the listener to bring this into their business? So first, the listener, I, I, the way that I look at that, I basically look at myself as potential clients and what I'm expecting and what are my uh, hotspots. So I'll give you an example. Um, one of the projects that I'm very uh, proud of them is the Renaissance, uh, basically, and the renovation that we did at the King Edward Hotel in uh, downtown Toronto when we took an amazing a, a landmark in Toronto that fall into despair. This was the bottom feeder in, uh, among the hotels uh, downtown, if you remember, a few years ago. Yep. You could get there very cheap rooms, and the hotel was in a, in a really bad condition. My goal was, and I look at this hotel, at first I saw the real estate opportunity, of course, and I saw that there are some floors there that I can convert to uh, condos. But the, the big 
goal that I have that I carry is that I want to take this uh, amazing heritage property and bring it back to life and bring the history back because when you visit hotels all over the world today it's very generic you wake up in a you can be wake up in Hong Kong and in a, this beautiful glass tower and you're not really sure where you are because they all look the same and the King Edward is one of Toronto landmark and when you wake up in, in the King Edward hotel it's part it's part of the city history the, the, there is so many stories to tell and you feel that you're part of uh, uh, something big and this was for me the lead by taking you know so you put some kind of altruism i you see the business you see where is the business opportunity but then you take it one step notch you're trying to involve in my case in some of my assets to involve the history and talk to my future clients and 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 show them that they are part if they are visiting uh, my uh, renovated hotel let's say the king edward hotel or other hotels uh, historic hotel that uh, my company own you want them to feel that they are visiting in 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 something special and now you can uh, uh, compete with the other uh, competitive sets with that offering the generic product so you always need to find the angle what are the hot spots in your uh, clients what will get them what will get you the competitive uh, competitive advantage uh, uh, that they will want to come to your property or to use your services that's absolutely brilliant the other thing is we say to people that in order to be a thought leader you've not only got to have unique intellectual property you not only got to stand out you not only need to have a unique message that that is different you not only need to have a specific audience that cares about your message but you need to be able to leverage what you're offering into various spots talk about the, the power of leverage why is leverage important in business and how have you utilized leverage to go from someone who basically was worth nothing in Israel to being worth several hundred million dollars the the leverage is in every level but for me i think the the first things that lead me is to leverage a, a win-win situation in everything that i do i'm trying to create as many wins that i can i'm coming from a country that the mentality and the culture is more win lose and somebody is buying from some somebody else piece of real estate everybody trying to figure out who make the who is the winner and in my case when i'm uh, uh, dealing with large scale uh, deals i'm trying to leverage as many stakeholders in the community into the project so if you look at uh, for example again at the king edward but i can give you many other examples when you go to do a project and you it's a win for the city it's win for the people it's win for the business owner it's win for the history of the country it's a you creating it's win for the employees that secure better more stable work environment and and bring back the pride so it's as many wins that you can achieve and you can leverage i think it's a, it can secure a, a long term success so Gil, you've done this in Toronto with the King Edward Hotel where both you and I live, but I know you've done this in some cities in, in, in the United States as well. Talk about a couple more examples. I think you mentioned to me you did something in Chicago and New York as well. 
Um, so, for example, we uh, uh, recently we purchased, uh, two years ago, we purchased the Cleveland Hotel. It's called the Cleveland Renaissance. It's a, a massive uh, one million square feet, uh, old hotels from the 18, late 1800s. That basically every every celebrity and every president of the United States, when he, they visit uh, Cleveland, they visit this hotel. This hotel, again, fell into kind of neglect and uh, and nobody really take care of it. And once we bought it, we started to bring, again, back the community, back to the hotel, to renovate, to upgrade, to keep the history, but bring modern services. And the hotel uh, is going through a $35 million uh, renovations and it's looking, I just visited there last week and it's looking uh, amazing. And uh, I believe that in the next year, uh, Cleveland will have uh, her jewel back uh, in life, completely clean and, and shine. Same we did uh, across the street at Cleveland. We purchased the Cleveland Arcade which was the first indoor shopping center. It is the first indoor shopping center in the United States, built by the Rockefeller, uh, from the Rockefeller Center in uh, New York. Same Rockefeller, he was basically uh, based in Cleveland. And in order to gratify his city, he built the first indoor shopping center and uh, a two office building that later on uh, converted to a Hyatt uh, Regency Hotel. So we took uh, this property from uh, bankruptcy, uh, we shaped it, we renovated it, uh, we reactivate the indoor shopping center, and today is one of the most uh, magnificent properties, I believe, in the United States. So we're taking assets, we're bringing our vision, we bring our energy, and we try to create as many wins uh, for everyone involved uh, in this project. I love it, man. That's the power of an entrepreneur with a vision. So, so, Gil, the other thing you mentioned at the beginning of the interview was the importance of having mentors. You actually sought out mentors. We say that for you to be successful in business, any business, but especially as a thought leader, you can't do it alone. In fact, I have this thing I say, hashtag don't do 2018 alone. It's too many people who get started in business try to do things alone, and that's when they get stuck on a plateau. That's when they can't go beyond what they know is possible because they don't know what's actually possible. Sometimes you need the vision of a mentor, especially earlier in your career. Can you please talk about what this has meant for you and how important it is when you give advice to aspiring entrepreneurs and when you give advice to even entrepreneurs who are not aspiring, entrepreneurs who have been around for a while but maybe have been stuck for a little while, to make sure that they have mentors and they have good people around them? I think it's uh, crucial. And as I told you in the beginning of my career, I could become immediately a very fast uh, a partner in a business and decided to, to delay it and select uh, the right mentor. I think that uh, mentor, the right mentor can save lots of, uh, he just have much more experience. So he can save lots of mistakes that a young entrepreneur can do because he already done that, has been that, heard the story, know about this. So the right mentor can uh, definitely can save uh, entrepreneurs uh, from uh, making uh, mistakes that he already did. And beside that, the, you need a bouncing wall. 
when you are on the top of the pyramid, when you are heavier, and when I said top of the pyramid, it should not be just a multi-million dollar company, even a small company. You are there by yourself. And you need sometimes to get advice from someone that is fully rounded, that have been that, have been in business, understand business development. So to get the advices, in the end of the day, I'm taking my own decision. But before I take decision or when I want to do some business move, I'm consulting with people that I consider my mentor or people that I really, that I know that are bringing vast experience and a creative mind and, and a, to the picture that can definitely can contribute me in my decision making. No, that's, that's really, really important. You know, one of the things that we do is we really want people to win. We think being an entrepreneur, frankly, is the most noble calling in the world. It's because an entrepreneur like you has a dream that jobs get created. It's because an entrepreneur like you has a vision that a city becomes more beautiful and, and, and a part of its history comes alive again. You know, this doesn't happen anywhere else. And an entrepreneur needs to have people around them to support them. An entrepreneur needs to have coaches. They need to have peers. They need to have education that helps them see past, you know, what they can't on their own see. You know, even someone as successful as you must continuously have mentors and coaches and peers help you elevate your thinking and elevate your vision. Isn't that true? 100%. I think when entrepreneur feel that he knows everything and he's getting everything that, you know, because he did few successful moves and he feel that he knows better than everybody else, this is when he started to count his time backward. This is where the, uh, the major challenges will come in his way. You need to be humble and you need to be able to listen but you need to listen to the right people. You know, it's easy Very to important. consult with the <laughs> wife or the girlfriend or, or the mother that they all want to, to assist you, but they don't always have the right qualities of advice that you can get from a professional coach or professional mentor. Very well said. Listen, I... Uh... I love my fiance and I actually work with my fiance. So I actually have to take her advice because she actually has a lot of smart things to say. But in general, when it comes to business, I also have a, a professional coach. And it's not the job of your loved ones to be in business advisors. It's their job to love you. And if you take advice from them about your business, sometimes maybe they're telling you some things that make sense, but a lot of times they don't have the full picture. You know, and it's not fair to expect them to have that full picture either. I think it's important for an entrepreneur to get advice from people who A, have the full picture and B, have the requisite skill set to be able to give you the right advice. So I think that's very well said, Gil. 100%. When I, uh, for example, in, uh, in the, my capacity as uh, owner of public companies, I have uh, boards in one company, it's five uh, people uh, board and the other one is uh, nine so I basically have 14 mentors. Most of the entrepreneurs, we look at board members as a kind of, a, they have to do it because this is the regulation. I'm looking at that as a huge advantage uh, that I have. And I select my, my directors, not based on if they are my friends or I know them. I select them about uh, because of their experience and their qualifications. 
So now when I'm taking a, a, a business decision, I have a, 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 a very strong team of advisors that can advise me and become uh, my mentor in different peers. So I think that uh, till you get there, I think that to create your own little board of directors, there are two or three people that know your business, that care about your business, that can give you the right advice because they have the right business knowledge and the right experience. I think it's a, it's, it's a very good to have for entrepreneurs. Kill, you just gave me a fantastic idea. <laughs> inside, inside the communities that we have for coaches, consultants, and solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, we offer the community as a big part of the X-factor advantage, if you will, because people get to go to these people that are part of the community and get advice from them. They're people that could be ahead of them in certain areas of the business, and that could be very, very valuable. In fact, we say that as a result of that, you could make a decade's worth of progress in a day or two or three. But I've never thought of it in terms of being a, a board of advisors, a board of directors. And I think that I'm going to bring that language into what we offer to people to say, you don't just get, you know, great information and great education and knowledge. You also get your own board of directors for your business because that's what people need. They need people that have the requisite background and knowledge and expertise that you don't yet have. And that's what makes it viable for you to bring people onto your board. And then what's really good about that, Gil, is some of these people may say to themselves that I want to have Gil on my board of directors because Gil has some background and expertise that I don't have that can help me. And I think that I can do this inside of our community and create a multiplicity of boards of directors. See, you gave me a brilliant idea today, Gil. Very good. And this is one of the advices that I want to uh, give to your entrepreneur. I think that don't stick to the old paradigms. Everything here, as you got a new idea, a new uh, enlightenment right now, I think in many, many ways, when you go into services or production and you think about uh, your business, you know, we all the time said you have to think outside of the box. I think that uh, it's very, very, very important not to stick to the old paradigm. If you look at the big and successful companies, as of now, there are companies that basically create their new reality, the new paradigms. So I will give you an example for my uh, business. I visit one of my resorts and I see that the, the table is, uh, is in angle to the wall. It was not... I, I did not understand why. You're losing space. It's weird. And I asked the manager why the table is positioning like this. He said, this is how it's done in the past 20 years. Nobody really asking why the table is like this. So the same thing. And, and once we decided to move the table, suddenly the room opened up and so far. So this is the, the ideas. People before us put tables and put regulation and put ideas that all great. And they were great to that time. Maybe today we should think different. So every time that entrepreneur approaching his own business or what he wants to do or trying to develop his own business, you have to be able to, to raise from the day to day and look at that from a 30,000 feet and really try to, 
to break the, the, the boxes that you are in, the way that you think and the way that you, 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 you understand your business. No, that's, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. You know, Gil, one of the reasons I do this podcast and I do the business that I do is because I love the entrepreneur. I think the entrepreneur is the most important person in society, as I said earlier in this podcast. And I also think that many entrepreneurs don't really have anyone helping them, don't really have anyone backing them up. And as a result, they can feel overwhelmed. They can stay stuck on a plateau. And why I do what I do is because I want to show the entrepreneur that there are people who value you. They are people who believe in what you're trying to accomplish in the world. And they're people who are ready to help you. I'm one of those people. And Gil, you, by coming onto this podcast, you're one of those people because you care enough to share what you know to help make a difference for other people. And that's why we do what we do. That's why this podcast matters. You know what I'm trying to say, Gil? 100%. And I share the same thinking. I think that uh, entrepreneurs, and it's not just in the business, in any way of life, people that are willing to take the risk and willing to take the flag a few, few meters up the, or a few feet uh, up the hill uh, for the benefits uh, of, of society and make life, our life easier and healthier and more efficient, whatever in each business, I think it's a, it's, it's a must for a society that wants to uh, to continue to progress and we have great people here in Canada and great uh, minds and I, I, I think that uh, with uh, assistance of organizations like yours and, and some other businessmen that can contribute to continue to, 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 to push it forward I think it will be very very good Brilliantly said, my friend. Brilliantly said. So, Gil, we like to wrap up every one of these episodes by asking you, our guest, our expert, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener take on in their life and their business so they can move it up to the next level? So, the first is the, the last advice that I just gave. Just You have to look at your business from a different angle. I think it's very important uh, to innovate all the time, to think open. And I think this is uh, the first thing that the uh, entrepreneur need to uh, train himself. Uh, because sometimes the solutions are just below you, in front of you, and just don't see them. Second advice that I can give uh, right now, I think it's uh, you have to be focused. You have to ignore many, many noises because as you move forward, there is many background noises that will try to divert you. People that do not believe in your vision, difficulties, the economy changing, things are, you need to, new ideas that coming all the time. You need to stay focused at your course and believe strongly that you are there. And this is leading us to the third advice which is working amazingly for me. And I think that for other entrepreneurs, uh, it can help too. I think that visualize, think, know exactly your vision, what you, where you want to go. Be there in your mind, create the, the picture in your mind. You're totally going to get there. It's happened to me too many times to be just a coincidence. So it's, uh, I think uh, this is very, very important, the visualization and the strong belief in the vision that you have and you actually need to see it happening 
not uh, in broad, uh, I want to be successful. You need to see the people, for example, at Horseshoe, when I bought Horseshoe years ago, it was an old little uh, hill uh, just north of Toronto, and I had the, the vision to take it and make it uh, Ontario, basically family, outdoor activity, uh, paradise or heaven, so close to the city. And I saw the people walking and I saw what they are doing and, and, and I, I totally felt the, where I want to take it. Then I put it on writing, in writing, in images, and slowly, year by year, it's coming together very nicely. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. You know, earlier this year at one of our quarterly events, we did a vision boarding session where we got people these uh, hard uh, Bristol boards and we got a whole bunch of magazines and we basically gave people scissors and glue and three hours to create their vision for 2018. And they did what you're talking about by cutting out images and pasting it on this vision board. And then We'd had Marie Diamond, who was uh, in that movie, The Secret. She is the world's leading feng shui expert. So she has this app, Gil, that shows you what your success direction is, what your health direction is, et cetera, et cetera. So if you know what your success direction is, you can actually take that vision you're talking about in that vision board and put it in that direction and look toward it in that direction on a daily basis and visualize with that right in front of you to give it some supercharge. I, I think that's brilliant. You know, I've heard people talk about this, but not anyone really as successful as you. And to hear it from you, just it's, it's very gratifying. And I thank you for sharing that with me and with our listener. And listen, listener, you, if you're listening to this, Skyline has some incredible properties that are great for family traveling, that are great for business. You know, if you're if you need to have an event, I mean, I've stayed at the Cosmopolitan Hotel in downtown Toronto, and it's got to be one of the top five properties I've ever stayed at. It's gorgeous, it's beautiful. I've been at the Horseshoe. Uh, my my uh, uh, co-founder for E Circle and the former co-host of this show, Michael Palmer, he actually got married at the Horseshoe. Believe it or not, it's just a wonderful place. And if you're interested, you need to go to the Skyline. Uh, website. You need to come check out these incredible properties and uh, take advantage of them. And if you're thinking to yourself, can I be the Gil Blue Trick of my space? Do I have something valuable there? Do I have intellectual property that I can turn into a solid commercial business? Or can I find a way to take the intellectual property that I have and make it more commercial, make it more successful, help more people with it? The answer to that question is probably yes, but the best way to find out is to jump on a call with myself or a member of my team. We offer these complimentary breakthrough vision calls, and these calls can be scheduled by going to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment, and all we're going to help you do is we're going to help you stand out. We're going to help you figure out how to build trust, how to have your credibility be very real in the marketplace. And if that's possible for you, it's going to help you make your business more successful. It's going to help you make a bigger difference in the lives of the people that you're seeking to help. And that's what's going to allow you to figure out whether you can be the Gil Blue Trick of your space. Gil, thank you so much for being on the show. And that wraps up another episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. For more information about Gil, Skyline Investments, his amazing company, go to the show notes. And to book a call with us, go to the show notes, ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Until next time, goodbye.